Welcome to the Sully Sports Pod. We're back tonight to talk about the Thursday Night Football Slate showdown and recap a little of the last couple days of NFL action. How we doing, Jared? Doing great, man. How you doing? You know, I got the shit kicked out of me the last couple days. Hasn't been a great couple DFS slates. How about you? So, Sunday, I, I got destroyed, right? Yeah. Uh, pretty much everything we said, the opposite happened. Yeah. Um, we were talking before the last pod, and we were saying, I was asking you about Foreman, and you're like, dude, do not, do not ask me about Foreman. <laughs> He ended up being in the optimal for the, for the Millie Maker. He won the Millie Maker for some chump, but, you know, <laughs> I wasn't feeling it. Underdogs on the road against a good run defense. I I was avoiding it, that at all costs. And I wasn't the only one because he was 15, 15% ownership. <sighs> you know, Duke Johnson was, like, the highest scoring <laughs> running back. Brandon Cooks went out and dropped 30. I think this is a slate that we just... The I, I the only reason I salvaged out not losing eighty percent was I made one Tyler Huntley lineup and that cashed and that basically saved my day. So you know that was one of the ugliest slates I've ever seen and it was bad. That was just a COVID slate. I, I that was awful. And then last night was probably my most most profitable night <laughs> on. So I I don't play a lot of money right I don't play much, you know and so I I was like I was texting you I'm like. I'm playing a couple lineups. Who do you like? And you're like, I don't really care. Just go with, <laughs> Just your, go gut. with your gut. Just go with your gut. So I gutted it. You know, I, I came in fifth in attorney. I mean, I won five bucks, but whatever. Yeah, I had a, I had a solid night last night. A couple Hertz lineups, a couple Hertz stacks that were a little different from the field, but I just what was enough to get there. You know, move on. Look to take down attorney tomorrow night, which we're gonna. It's due. So let's let's get into this game. Let's move on. To Thursday Night Football Showdown. This game just feels gross, doesn't it? 49ers, Tennessee. It's disgusting. 44-point total, three-and-a-half spread. Just, like, two good football teams that you know they want to run the ball and just kind of, ugh, just, I'll watch it because I'm going to have money in it, but this is one of those nights that you go out to dinner, you find something else to do, you don't watch the game. Yeah. Like, it is a good football game, but it's going to be pretty slow, I anticipate. I feel like for fantasy, it's just not one of those games it's, you want. Yeah, like, there's some studs on the Niners, but this is... The Titans are throwing out a bunch of creative players right now. Like, ugh. All right, let's talk about the quarterback position. You going to play anyone? I'm, I'm avoiding Tannehill. He hasn't gone over 20 points since Halloween. The big key is, if A.J. Brown is active, then I'm going to have some Tannehill just because the upside's there. But he has looked awful the last month or so. They they can't throw the ball. If AJ Brown's out, who, he's throwing at Westbrook, Akeen, Chester Rogers, and Cody Hollister. Like, yeah, congrats, these guys are getting a start. But I'll pass on Tannehill, Garoppolo. I I'm honestly probably gonna be under on both these guys and just look to the skill positions because Garoppolo they're not gonna throw it a whole ton. He really isn't hasn't been a fantasy guy this year. He's has over twenty like once or twice in the last month. You know, I'm I'm looking elsewhere. Quarterback is gross. Tannehill and Jimmy G, they're two controversial guys. Like the the verdict's still out if they're good or not. So I'm probably gonna pass on both. I agree with Jimmy. I don't I don't like that play. And I don't even think I was gonna think about playing Tannehill. He just hasn't he just hasn't been good for so long now. The thing is like in tournaments that's the spot where maybe you do go Tannehill, play a Tannehill captain because Everyone's probably thinking the same thing. This dude sucks. He can't get it done. But watch him come out and run in two and throw one to A.J. Brown, and all of a sudden we all look like idiots. But he's not going to project well. He's been gross. I'm probably not going to go there. I'll move on and go somewhere else. How you feeling about running back? We got It's kind of interesting that 
Eli Mitchell ruled out as of an hour before we we started. Yeah, that makes Jeff Wilson look like the best play on the slate. He's going to be 5,200. I legitimately may have him in 75 to 80% of my lineups because he's going to project for 15-plus points. He's priced as a backup running back. It's a not a terrible spot, not great, but being favorites here, he's going to get 15 to 20 touches, get the red zone work. Like Jeff Wilson right now, as of this moment, with Eli Mitchell being ruled out, is probably the best play in cash especially. He should be in 100% of cash lineups, but I'm not going to go elsewhere in tournaments. It's just too good of a spot. And then switching to the Tennessee side, your boy Foreman. No, your boy Foreman. Uh, you hate that guy. You, you know, hate that guy. I had 0% this past weekend, and he went out and put up over 100 yards. He's gone over 102 of the last three. He's locked in at this point to 15-plus touches, and he's way too cheap right now for what he's going to get for his role. I think he's 7,600. So he's he's more expensive than um, Jeff Wilson, and he's going to project worse, but... I think it's a good spot in tournaments because if A.J. Brown's out, he's going to be this offense. That's all they're going to have to rely on. And even if A.J. Brown's in, maybe it opens up a little more for him. So I will be going to Foreman here as much as it just – he bit me in the ass last weekend and I probably should have played a couple lineups with him. But You, <sighs> you playing McNichols? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, traded, I traded for McNichols in fantasy and it was such a poor decision. You know, I actually don't mind him because he's going to get the receiving work but only in lineups and builds where you're like making a lineup with the assumption that San Fran is probably going to be leaving, leading by at least a touchdown in the game, then I don't mind going McNichols or Dontrell Hillard because they're going to get the receiving work. And if he gets at his price, he needs like four catches for 30 yards to pay that off. And I don't hate that at all. because, But only in lineups that are assuming San Fran is winning for most of the game and they have to throw from behind. Because if you... Like, in other scenarios, he's not going to get any work whatsoever. So, in that case, I would go to him. But otherwise, no. He's not going to project well. Right. Wide receiver plays. You, this is the spot. It, it's, it's, you're talking about A.J. Brown a lot. I love A.J. Brown here if he plays. He's way too cheap. Yeah. He's like 8,800. And he's playing with a bunch of dudes that... I'm, I'm not sure they can catch a football, if I'm being honest. <laughs> A.J. Brown is... He's a freak. The picture with him and D.K. Metcalf... He, he looks small next to DK, but dude is a monster. If he's going to play, he's going to see 10-plus targets, and he's the only guy Tannehill probably trusts out there. I love him. I'm going all over it. If he plays, he, he's going to be in so many of my lineups. The thing is, if he doesn't play, you're left with Westbrook Akeen, Chester Rogers, and Cody Hollister. One of them's probably going to see enough work to pay off their salary, and you're probably going to need one of them. It's just like... You're picking out of a hat because you have no idea where the target share is going in that scenario. One of them may see six and the other see two, but I'm really hoping A.J. Brown plays because then it's we're just going to be forced into a bunch of cheap receivers. On the San Fran side, you have Debo. I talked up Debo last week. Got a little lucky with him. He got a rushing touchdown again. The receiving work hasn't been there. Each of the games, Eli Mitchell's missed. Debo's gotten over six carries in all of them, but he has only over one catch in one of them. So, like, at his price, I'm gonna fade Debo this week. I'm I'm not Come there. Come on. Yeah. Okay. Tell me if I'm wrong. Every time you faded Debo this year, it has not worked out in your favor. I'm pretty sure I've lost every week I faded Debo. So I got I got to stick I'm with not it. A, I I just can't fade Debo ever. If he's over 11k and he's probably he's most likely we don't have ownership yet, but he's gonna probably come in as the highest owned captain, and he's not getting receiving work. 
he hit six targets last game. He had one, I think, the week before. He's probably going to get six to eight carries. I'm going Kittle. Like, I'm going Kittle and Wilson there. I'm not going to play Debo. I'm not going to play Debo captain if he's not getting the receiving work where that's where most of his upside is coming from. I'll pass. I'll let chumps like you lose their money on him. Come on, dude. Debo, he's, has he had any games this year under 15? He's had, like, maybe a handful. I think he has one where he had, like, 10. That's it. But he's been a monster everywhere else. He's put up 20 in, like, I think he 20 and 6 out of the 14. He's been stupid. There's, like, he's proven he's an elite it, receiver. And you're fading him. Oh, I'm fading him all the way. Yeah. So um, you think, what, he's going to get, like, 6 points? No, I think he'll probably put up 15 points. But at his price, if Kittle puts up 20, you're not going to need him. That's the thing. Like, Debo, I, I'm not saying I'm not going to have any Debo. But I'm going to be under the field just because... If he's relying on a long rushing touchdown to pay off his salary and win a tournament, the chance of that happening for what the fourth straight week, like come on, he's not gonna get, he's not gonna run for a touchdown in one of these games. And if the entire field's going like he's going to, I love to get take advantage of when idiots think they're right, and they think they know Debo's running for a touchdown. That's when I'm fading him. I'll move on. Give me Ayuk even. What if Ayuk catches a long one? He's been good. He had 11 targets two weeks ago. I think he had six this past week. I like. I think there's other ways to attack than Debo here, especially if he's probably going to come in as the highest-owned player. Whatever, dude. Whatever. Whatever. Tight end. Kittle. <sighs> you, see, you just you just mentioned Kittle. You, you're playing yeah. him a captain? Uh, Kittle probably is going to come in as one of my highest-owned captains because dude's coming back to a monster like he was a couple years ago when he broke the single-season tight end receiving yard record. And he had six targets, I think, last week. 13 and like 11 or maybe 15 the previous weeks he's gone over 102 of the three and he's just a monster he's jimmy g's probably favorite target right now especially if we see debo getting running back work and kittle just eats up over the middle against this defense i see kittle maybe eight for 90 and two tds i think that could be a reasonable ceiling for him and that's where i'm gonna look to go instead of debo i think I'm hoping Kittle comes in a little lower owned just because I could take advantage of that. And if he is, I'm smashing it. The tight ends on Tennessee, like, really? These are three guys that they're your typical block and release. Pray they catch a touchdown from the one. Ferks is the only guy that gets decent receiving work, but he really hasn't seen it this year. Then you're looking at Jeff Swaim and McCole Pruitt, where you're basically, you just want them to catch a one-yard touchdown and find their way into a winning lineup. And, yeah, I'll have some shares of them just because they're so cheap. And if they catch a touchdown, you're probably going to need them. But there's no way I'm really, like, forcing them in my lineups. It's Kittle at tight end. And for this showdown, like, I think Kittle smashes. I love him. I hate your Debo. Get Debo out. <laughs> Debo is the man, dude. Give me Kittle. I'm over the – I'm going to play Debo in every single one of my lineups. And He's going to be 100% ownership for me. <laughs> you've, you're a losing DFS player lifetime, right? I think after yesterday. <laughs> after yesterday. After yesterday, that saved me. Uh, so you think, you know, Swaim, Ferks are just guys you could you could throw in, pray they get a touchdown? They're 5% guys. Play them in 5% of your lineups as just get trying to get different and just pray they catch, catch a touchdown. But if you're staking a lot of your bankroll in one of these guys, send me a head-to-head. I like some free money. <laughs> you know, they're not guys I want to go out often, but they're worth a couple shots and turnies. What's your strat here? Look at it. I think the field's going to go heavy in builds like 4-2 and 5-1, meaning 4-5 49ers and playing less on the Tennessee side because that's probably what's going to project well. But usually that only hits in games with pretty large spreads 
and pretty high totals. We have a close spread here, and it's a relatively low total. So I'm going to lean towards that 3-3 type of build, maybe even 2-4, and kind of try to go over the weight on Tennessee. It's going to be gross, but no one's going to that. And if you're trying to win a tournament with 10,000-plus people, you're going to have to get dirty. And I love getting dirty. Maybe some Tannehill. Oh, it's oh, gross. No, stop it. It feels disgusting. There, it, there's nothing worse than a than an ugly showdown slate. But that's the best time to win some money. Fair enough. Because fair enough. When it's a slate like this and it's no one knows where to go, they're just gonna end up. Ownership's gonna be condensed so heavily to Kittle and Debo and maybe Jeff Wilson at his price that it's gonna leave every other captain under owned relative to their chance of hitting. So I actually love it because you're gonna get guys that like. Foreman's probably going to come in at 6-7% captain ownership. He probably has a 10% chance of hitting. Like Spots like that, slight edges are where I want to take advantage of. And when other captains are going to be too highly owned, give me all the gross captains that no one wants to play. It's where we win money. Tannehill captain. The Tannehill gross. captain is going to be... For a quarterback probably has, relative to each slate, 10-20% to 20% chance of hitting mm-hmm. as the winning captain. Tannehill's probably going to be, what, 5% owned? Yeah. Like, uh, that's a pretty good edge. Yeah. He's not... He hasn't been good, but you got to take shots. I just hate building these lineups because then I end up starting. I, I play kickers. I play defense. I'll go uh, the double defense. The double kicker. I've I once was an attorney with a double defense one. You know, I I've always wanted to win with the four tight end double defense. Oh, that's what I want to oh. win with. Just something so disgusting that it makes me throw up and not oh. even want to not even want to withdraw the money. It's so gross. Oh. So who who are your captains? You think you're primarily going to go with? Right now, I think Wilson is probably going to be the guy. The one thing that worries me is at his price, it's going to lock you into a lot of similar builds to other people. But if he projects for 15, 16 points, which is he's going to be half the, he's less than half the price of Debo and Kittle. And if he projects for one or two points less than them, I see it tough to build high median projection outcomes without him. The thing is, when he's that cheap, you're allowed to pay up and play everyone else, that it's going to be tough to make something contrarian. But I'm probably going to have the most of my bankroll in Wilson captain lineups. Next, it's going to be if A.J. Brown plays, he's in a weird price range because he's above Wilson. He's just above Foreman, but he's below Kittle and Debo and below both quarterbacks. That it's going to be like if people pay up to go Debo and Kittle, you can't play Brown or you're forced into playing these really cheapies. So I'm going to start a lot of my lineups Brown captain, and I may not even play Tannehill in them, you know, because if the 49ers do smash and you go Kittle, Debo, and Wilson with a Brown captain, if you're not playing Dano there, people probably aren't making similar lineups to that. So I think a Brown captain is a good way to just... he He's the type of guy that can go out and go 10 for 122 DDs. I love it. And rounding off my top three captains, it's Kittle. I talked him up over Debo. Fade Debo this week. You suck, dude. Uh, it's something that could get me burnt so bad that I don't cash a single lineup. But that's what I'm here for. Don't. I want to take stands. I'm planting my flag. Stop it. Stop Kittle, it. Kittle's been a monster. The dude can eat. We've seen him drop 35 points in two of the last three. And if he's lower on the Debo, oh, I love it. I'm going all over it. Stop it. I'm, I'm playing Debo. I don't care. Oh, I'm I know you are. Debo. Yeah, I'm playing you in a head-to-head this week. And, and we'll I'm, I'm playing Debo captain. Yeah, and you're going to get smoked. Nah. You're going to get smoked. I can't wait to just. I went head-to-head last night. I, I, I smoked him. Yeah, but it wasn't me. Yeah, yeah I'm gonna smoke you. No, you won't. Debo, oh, Kittle's getting six points. I don't care, dude. I don't care. Give me your value plays. Jeff Wilson at one. It's like 
His price is a joke. DraftKings, what are we doing? Eli Mitchell, we knew he was probably less than 50-50 at playing, and Wilson's coming off his best game where he just ran for over 100 yards. You don't price him up? And on a showdown slate that's gross like this, I hate it. I wish he was, I really wish he was like 75-8K where he didn't project well so I could jam him in even more. But when he's this cheap, it's going to just be too obvious of a play, and people are going to feed there. But I think it's too good of a spot to pass up because he's going to see 15 to 25 touches. And it's just, I'm not going to get away from it. Next up, A.J. Brown is coming in as a great value, even though he's, I think, 8,800, I want to say. It's like he's the number one receiver on a team that, yeah, they don't throw it a lot, but he may draw 40% of the target share, which is absurd. It's a great spot for him to go out and ball out and show everyone what he, they've been missing. He's missed the last month. He should be fresh. He was on the COVID list. I think he's ready to come out, ball in prime time. Give me A.J. Brown. And last value is your boy, Deontay my, Foreman. You love him. I hate him. I'm playing him and Debo in all my life. So it's going to be like that combination. Is it a print fest? Are you going to print money with that? Dude, I'm going to be making so much money with that combination. Oh. I don't know if I'll have space for anything else in my lineups. <laughs> But I, I, I'm going to I'm gonna have this. It's going to be awesome. Foreman, I want to say, is 7,600 this week. And he's coming off back two out of the last three with over 100-yard games. He's going to see 10 to 15 carries with probably three targets. And the key with him is if he if they are leading this game and he sees 20, 25 carries, you, he's probably running for over 100. He's probably scoring. They may put him in the Derrick Henry role because McNichols and Hillard really aren't guys that can take a lot of hits they're receiving backs so i really like foreman at his price even though i had zero percent of him this week and he turned out to be a great play you got anything else you want to talk about you want bets you want to hear my bets oh, i want to hear you, these i want to hear it's all it's all gut feeling it you know, has nothing no research is done this is all i do last week they were horrible i don't think a single one i said hit no the Patriots got blown out that I don't even want to talk about that. A blocked punt, a couple out. turnovers. Well, they got blown on the first half. Yeah, I was in and out of the second half. I, I was. Jake I was Paul impressed. was fighting. You know? I was impressed with how Mac led the team back and gave him somewhat of a chance. Let's hear these disgusting. Let's bets. go. 49ers, minus three. It's obvious. It's I'm not saying obvious. it's a lock. I'm not saying it's a lock because then it's not a lock. But it is. I'm gonna be heavy on it. See, that's the thing. I'm probably taking the Titans here. We got the game opened as a pick and I think 60% of the bets right now are on San Fran. The line has moved that way, but Tennessee gets no respect. I bet against them last week and it covered, but they, they're they at home and they have a good record. They've been a good team all year. They're coached well. They play hard, and if it's three and a half, this game's going to it. It says right now it's flickering between three and three and a half. I hope it goes three and a half because then I'm taking the Titans. It's going to land three in that scenario, especially if the Niners are heavy bet. So I'm, I'm not with you there. I think you're an idiot. Come on, dude. You hit. Come you didn't on, hit on dude. anything last week. But I'm hitting this week. Hitting this that's week? I'm hitting on Thursday, and that's all that matters. I'm gonna. On I'm Thursday. getting my paycheck Friday. I'm gonna wake up Friday morning. I'm gonna have all this money coming in. Uh, no. With that not. being said, Jimmy G. Passing yards under two. It's, it's at two thirty-seven. I'm saying under, and you know why? Because I have Debo. Over 36 rushing yards. I think it's going to be a lot of running. I don't care. Debo's nasty. I do. I like Jimmy G under if you think they're going to win the game because they're going to be leading. But he has gone. He's gone over 290 in two of the last three. I don't care. 235 last week, which is right around this area. And that was a game they were blowing them out the whole way. I actually like Jimmy G over. 
Give me Jimmy you're G over You're just disagreeing with me today. No, I'm, I'm looking at the numbers right here. The last four games, 235, 296, 299, and 230. Debo is rushing for 100. If Debo rushes for 100, I will tattoo his name on my chest. It's not happening. You want to shake on that? I am not going to because I think my mother would kill me. But, you know, he's not going to get the touches there. Give me Jimmy G over there. Because no expect. The only, he almost hit it last week with 23 pass attempts in a game where they were blowing out the Falcons. Now you have a close spread. What's, what if he throws the ball 35 times? I, I know Jimmy G sucks sometimes, but 237 is such a low number. Give me the over. It's not happening. Give me the over. It's not happening. Give me the over. We're going to... I'm putting money on it. I okay. wasn't going to bet that drop, but is, now I'm going to. The issue is... The issue is... This is all gut feeling. Then you start doing research. It's not fair. It's not a fair argument. This is why you're a lifetime losing player. Listen, listen. It's all in the numbers, man. Listen. We're gonna talk on Friday. I'm doing research, I guess, on my new pet, on my new, on my new picks. And then we can disagree, yeah, and then we we'll can have see. a good debate about this because I got nothing to say. It's not a debate if, if this one of is, us wins. This is what my gut says, and it says Jimmy G is not throwing the ball a lot. I guess we'll see. We got Debo over 36 rushing yards. Okay, I'm going to agree with you on this Let's one. Let's go, Debo! I, I'm, I'm fading Debo, but I just... The main reason I'm fading him is because he's not getting the receiving work. He, last four games, he's gotten at least six carries in all of them, which happens to be all the games Eli Mitchell's missed. And he's gone over... His worst game was this past week with 29. The line's at 36. He's gone over 36 in three of the four. He's going to get a couple end-arounds, jet sweeps. They'll line him up in the backfield a couple times. If he gets six carries at his speed, he really doesn't have to. He has to break one to hit that. The only issue, I think that bet, that prop's going to be so heavily bet on Debo that Vegas may just rake it in if this one hits under. It does scare me a little. So I may, I may not bet that one, but I'm betting Jimmy G under. You, or I mean, I'm betting him over. You're betting him under. I'm winning. You're losing. You know, Stop the it. usual. Stop it. Stop it. Also, I don't have the exact numbers in my head, but I was thinking about it. Foreman, my guy, he's at, I think he's at 44 and a half was For, the line. Let me, I can pull it you up. You can look it up. He's at 50 and a half right now. I love that if you're parlaying it with the Titans winning. I think a great parlay is Titans money line, Foreman over rushing yards if you think he's going to hit. Because I don't think he hits that number if they're trailing the whole way. He's not going to see the ball that much. And it's stuff like that, like, that's where, vice versa, I would go Wilson over and Niners minus three and a half if you think that hits. Because these, both these backs are so game script dependent that for those th- those things to hit, they're going to have to probably be leading. So, Foreman over, I think that's a good parlay. You're probably going to get decent odds out on it. If you take Tennessee money line and go Foreman over, I'm assuming it's probably three to one, two and a half to one, something in that range. And I, I don't hate that at all. All right. Got anything else? I don't think so, sir. Any more losing bets? Dude, okay. I actually got to do my homework next time because you just... I just threw you under the bus. Yeah. yeah. Now, okay, now everyone's going to take your picks. It's like, come on, man. Uh, well, that's what they should do. Well, it's been a pleasure. Thank you guys for listening. Another episode of the Sully Sports Pod. We'll be back.